Now on Netflix, inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman, comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and its select theaters. Rated R. Everybody. Welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I'm Christy Brower here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. The Halloween decor is in full swing at my Ooh, house. Oh, nice. I'm impressed. I have done nothing <laughs> Oh Lord. Halloween decor. Not one thing. Y'all are going to have to come visit so that, uh, you know, this doesn't all go to waste. I... We work really kind of crazy hard to decorate for Halloween, considering that we do not get trick-or-treaters on our street. (laughs) Well, it's just all for you at this point, right? Now we have no kids or their friends to even enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, there'll have to be a Halloween party at my house. Well, I'm thinking yes. I'm thinking yes. Uh, Welcome, Mouth of the South and Jacqueline. This is our Wednesday night case updates live stream. So, if you yeah. are with us live, you can join us on Facebook or in on YouTube, and you can mm-hmm. participate in the live stream. If you are listening to this after the fact, welcome as well. We like having you here however you can be here. Absolutely. And hi and, to RJ and Jessica and Donna and Renee and Bianca. <gasps> welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, yeah. you know, this is our case update show, and... So we like to update cases that we are currently covering and following. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we do have some things happening. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to say a name. You probably all are going to know what the hell I'm talking about. But um, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Ugh. You guys. I'm ill. Okay. <laughs> we are not fans. I'm sorry if you are. We have personal reasons for being not fans. Mm-hmm. However... Um, Dog the Bounty Hunter has inserted himself into the search for Brian mm-hmm. Laundry, and this is, of course, in the murder of, excuse me, Gabby Petito, who was found in Grand Teton National Park yeah. a couple of weeks ago, and, you know, anyway, we've been covering this pretty heavily. Yeah. So now, y'all know who Dog the Bounty Hunter is, probably he had a TV show for a long time, um, you know, picking up people on the run uh in Hawaii mm-hmm. well he found well, can be, not always in Hawaii but right yes, he was based of, in Hawaii and then, yeah yeah um so conveniently this was so convenient how could this be he uh has married his sixth wife mm-hmm. and they were on their honeymoon in Florida because if you live in Hawaii you definitely want to go on a honeymoon to Florida right at the time that this was all going down so so convenient, he was able to stick his nose right in to the search for Brian Laundry. <laughs> Hi, Jarvie. I know it is his job, and that is not it why is. we dislike him. But we can't go into that. No, um, we dislike so, him because of the uh, the actual uh, person that he is, not yes. on the camera. 
that uh, no. we have experience with. But that's okay. In real life. If, if you were to find Brian, fine. I Brian, mean, fine. I don't care who finds him. Yeah. I really don't. No, um, just let's find him. And frankly, if he finds him, if he finds them, I told Katie this, I'm going to say something naughty, but I said earlier, if dog finds Brian Laundry, then the FBI needs kicked in the dick. And yeah. I'm not kidding because yeah. come on. So right yep. now, um, there is a search being done at Fort DeSoto. Um, guys, I've never been to Florida. I don't know. What I know is that it's a park and in this area, there are some islands. Mm-hmm. And Dog is pretty sure that Brian is hiding out on one of those islands. And they are searching it with um, canine tracking dogs right now. Mm-hmm. In the well, meantime, the FBI has been at the Carlton the Reserve all day. So, Well, <laughs> yeah. It's such a weird thing because the FBI seems very sure that he's at Carlton. And yet that could be a smoke screen too. You know, but uh, it could. They they were there with a the helicopter. They were there with boats in the lakes today. If it's a smoke screen, it's a damn expensive one. You know, because That's, yeah. the amount of money they have spent searching Carlton. Uh, so, Dog and his team apparently have come in for the night, according to his daughter, who has yeah. been basically live tweeting the whole thing. Yeah, that's one of the things that I'm confused and concerned about. I guess is yeah. why, why. And is that the smokescreen? Because why would we be live tweeting where we think the fugitive is? Right. I, I know. I don't get it. Here's a quote from, uh, and this is from Brian Enton's Twitter. And Brian Enton is the, really kind of the main reporter we've been keeping an eye on there in Florida mm-hmm. about this case. Well, he, he basically says, has been camped out at the laundry's house now for two weeks. Oh, yeah, totally. He's there yeah. or at Carlton every day. All the time. All day. Yeah. He said, just talk to dog's daughter, Lissa. We are pretty sure, and she says, we are pretty sure that he is stashed out on those islands and most mostly active after the parks are closed and everyone goes home. She says they have found personal items believed to be laundries. So, I don't know. I don't know what this means. Oh, Jacqueline, I live in Pinellas County, Florida. Yay. I don't think he is on any of the islands by Fort DeSoto. They are dry islands and it is still hot here. Okay, good to know. Mm-hmm. I really appreciate that because I don't know anything about the terrain out there or what we're looking at. No. I they, they think they found some personal items that belong to him. I don't know. I mean, is there yeah. an under, underground cave system he is in? I mean, like how Yeah, they're finding personal items they think is, are his. I don't know. I, I don't know what to say. I, I hope they find him. That's all. They, I uh, really, you know, really I do hope too. that they find him. And I that, just want uh, someone to find him. Yes. Well, right. Who cares? Who? Yeah. Yeah. The whole dog point, thing just cracks me up, though, because it's like, oh, so conveniently, we were already here in Florida. You know, it's like, come on. This is right. so for the attention. Give me a if break. This case couldn't get more, uh, you know, made for TV. I mean, this case is in a head to head battle. To see which one of them can be more made for TV. This one or Dave Lalo. Oh my gosh. They're both going to be movies. You know they are. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there was a phone purchased in Fort DeSoto. His parents say yeah. that they did buy him that phone. Uh, his their, their attorney corroborated that. They said that is the phone that was left home. Yeah. So where's his so, own phone? 
yeah, where is this old phone? And where is Gabby's old phone? Destroyed, maybe, you know? Yeah. Dumped off a bridge somewhere. His old phone is the one that would have uh, probably most of the evidence on it that is pertinent. But yeah, yeah, supposedly that's the phone that got left home. And if you guys remember, way back, uh, I say way back because it feels like this has been going on forever, but it's been two weeks. Yeah. Way back when um, the FBI came to Laundry's house, like, I don't even know if they'd found Gabby yet. I don't think they had. And everybody had camped out there. And they had just announced that, uh, you know, his parents had the FBI come and the reason the FBI was there, as it turned out, was because they were telling them that they hadn't seen him in days and they were worried about his safety, blah, blah, blah. And there was a clip of the FBI going out to that Mustang and looking around it. And they pulled out a phone they and did. put it in their pocket and walked in the house with it. And we yeah. believe that is the phone that was bought in Fort DeSoto, or at least yeah. that's what they're saying. Yeah. So that phone's not with him. So, yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah, Donna says, I still believe his parents and lawyer knows where he's at. This is like a circus show. It, it definitely is. And I agree. It is. And, you know, as much as, uh, you know, we covered this case a lot when it was breaking and we'll continue to cover this case. We're not going to uh, cover it minute by minute Anywhere. because we have so many other cases to cover. Yes, we do. Yeah. There we go. Sorry. We lost, we got lost there for a moment, but we are oh. back. We froze yeah. up. Right. Bianca says, I just think it's funny that he chose to help out in the most famous case of the year. Why couldn't he help out the numerous other cases? Right. Well, right. why not find some actual not. missing people that are missing, missing, not running right. missing. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. And I would like to say, well, maybe he has, except for that, uh, this is just, it's too grandiose. It's too grandiose. It is. I'm sure that if he had, we would have known. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I'm sure that we would have known. Yeah. So that's what we know there, which is a whole lot of nothing. There's a whole, oh my gosh, you guys, the rumor mills mm. going around on the internet right mm. now are insane. And we're trying to stick with what are fat things that are factual mm -hmm. and not breaking out into all the insanity because there is so much right now. Oh yikes. However, I uh I didn't watch the service for Gabby, but I did watch a couple of clips of it. Her parents and step parents, and let's just call them all parents because that's what they all consider themselves to be to her. Man, mm -hmm. they're wonderful people. They have been so gracious in such a horrific time. I love that they all went and got her Let It Be tattoo. Yes. You know, they sweet. are going to be able to, in, in their own healing, use uh, some ways to heal, you know. Yes, there is a bunch of money on Brian. Uh, a whole bunch of different uh, agencies and people have put money into the pot. And yeah, it's, it's over $100,000. Yeah. yeah. Jacqueline said she thinks 170,000. Yeah, it's it's something huge. Yeah, it's it's a lot of money. I mean, if he finds him, he'll there will be a big payday. There was another guy found dead not far from where, where Gabby was found. Uh it wasn't related. He was uh I believe he was a teacher, wasn't he? That was just mm -hmm. here hiking. People And he actually Oh, what? Oh, people succumb in 
to the elements here every year. You it, know, it, people get lost out there a lot, but actually, so he was found at the foot of the Teton Pass, which is easily 30, maybe more miles from where Gabby was found. Like there, they, the news made it sound like they were found near each other. They really weren't. Not, not as, he, uh, as far as that area is concerned. Yeah. No, uh-uh, no. So it wasn't connected. And you guys, there are always missing people in that area. Mm-hmm. Always. Summer, winter, you name it, someone is missing. Well, just in the last few weeks, there have been three bodies found in Yellowstone, yeah. which, you know, is just uh, um, just uh, down the road from Grand Teton National Forest. Uh, right. We understood two suicides and one accidental, and a, yes. still a missing person there, too, from what looked mm-hmm. like maybe a, a canoe accident. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, there was a canoeing accident always in, in the wintertime. There's um, avalanche victims out around there all the time Mm -hmm. because people just will not stay out of that area, even though the the Teton Pass is a huge, huge um, avalanche risk Mm -hmm. all year. People are always like, do not go snow machining out there. You're going to get killed. And you know what? They do. Oh, they do. Makes you think twice about going camping there. Oh, agreed. Right. I mean, if you go and you stay in the places that are designated you know but when you get out into the backcountry and places like this you know and our problems with bears this year have been major so yeah it's it's not wise no yeah i saw an article that said that he was found near where gabby potato was found. no he wasn't not he was really no i mean in the he same wasn't even in grand tito national park i don't think no well maybe maybe on the edge of it Maybe. Possibly, I'm not sure but, where the band is exactly, but yeah, not yeah. not close enough. It's not related. Yeah. However, I have to tell you guys, we were in Yellowstone over the weekend, mm-hmm. and I saw the most hilarious thing I have ever seen. I don't know if it's okay. I I don't know if I I've seen some pretty funny shit, but I saw the craziest <laughs> thing I've ever seen. I I really have to share. So elk right now are in rut, in heat. Mm-hmm. And did I already tell you this story? You told me. Elk? Okay. So, you told me, but I don't think you've told our listeners. I don't think I told these guys. Okay. So <laughs> there's a little town in Yellowstone Park called Mammoth, Mammoth Hot Springs. And there's a, there's a few businesses. There's like a couple of eateries and a gas station and a hotel. But there's some residential area too. And that people who work at the park live and then there's quite a few government buildings there, like Park Service and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's sort of the for capital whatever of the reason, park. Yeah. And for whatever reason, the elk absolutely love that town. And every mm-hmm. time you go, there's just elk laying on people's lawns and up against buildings and wandering down the street. And they're way used to people. But you still stay the hell away from them because elk can be super dangerous. Well, this is animals. Yes, and this is a really hard time of year in Mammoth because the elk are in rut, and so the, the bulls are super dangerous right now, and they are herding up their herd of cows, and so when we went through there on Friday, there was an enormous bull up against one of the Forest Service buildings, and there was a park ranger standing there with a bullhorn just ready to yell at people, you know, get the hell away, you know, (laughs) because people run right up to him to take a picture. And you guys, he had an enormous rack. Anyway, 
he was really cool. So we, uh, you know, went and we went into Montana and had our fun weekend and came back. And on our way back through Mammoth, uh, one of those uh, Forest Service buildings, the whole lawn is absolutely packed with cows, with cow elk. I mean, there was like 30 head, a lot. And so we're rolling through and I see this little spike bull come out, which is, he's like a two-year-old. So he's not very big. He barely has a rack yet, you know, and he comes prancing through there. Like he's the coolest guy in school. And I said, Oh, I said, could those be, is that his harem? And Scott said, Oh, hell no. He goes, there's (laughs) gotta be a bigger, there has to be a bigger bull around here. Well, just then you guys, this was like, this couldn't have been scripted better or that big bull comes tearing around the corner of the building. So we saw him before the spike bull saw him. And Scott and I were both like, oh no. And he's <laughs> running at him. The little bull turns and looks at him and you could just see the, oh shit, look on his face. <laughs> and he starts running. He ran right in front of our car. And I'm like, oh my God, if they get in a fight right here, they will destroy my car with me in it. <laughs> so he runs in front of our car and kind of runs to the other side of our car. So now we're kind of like in the middle of like keep away between the two of them. And the bull runs up to the side of our car in between two others and is uh, bugling and, and yeah, snorting and bugling at him. And we just oh. keep rolling forward. There are four, there's parks department people everywhere. There's people everywhere hanging out of their cars, forming this big perimeter. They're like watching the showdown and we're just trying to get the hell out of there before our car is right in the middle of it. Right. And because this all happened so fast, I didn't get any of it on video. I so wish I had. We Mm -hmm. laughed all the way home about it. The look I've never seen an animal, especially a big one like that with such a uh, emotion on his face, like he knew he was screwed. Anyway, it was so funny. And, but the poor parks people, you could see the stress on their faces. Like somebody is going to get killed up in here. The tourists were just closing in. It was the damnedest thing, but listening to him bugle, he bugled all the way out of town. He was letting this little dude know, get the hell away from my ladies. But anyway, yeah, so funny, but <laughs> that's funny because we came through. I don't know what we were only about like 20 minutes ahead of us, maybe. Yeah, and we saw the cows, but we didn't mm-hmm. see the bulls, so that was just happening. That's crazy. Uh-huh. It just we, we just happened to be in exactly the right place or wrong place at the right yeah. time, but well, oh. I saw a video of that bull over the weekend, uh, ram into the side of somebody's truck. Beautiful, shiny, candy, apple red pickup driving through town. And he just runs up behind it and just throws his horns and probably put a big dent in it. Yeah, he's he's really being an asshole over there. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That's way funny. Yeah. Uh, Donna, we're in southeastern Idaho. So we're just a couple of hours from the west entrance of of, uh, Yellowstone. Yeah. Anyway. That's awesome. (laughs) I I love it when you get to see something like that happen. (laughs) <laughs> me too he was sliding in or so he thought oh jessica yeah. totally and he he was prancing along like he was the coolest thing he was too cool for school <laughs> and maybe he yeah. thought all those ladies were there for him you know i'm thinking no i'm thinking no no yeah. wow. you gotta be a bigger boy than that to bring all the girls to the yard right but- <laughs> 
Oh, so oh, funny. That's pretty great. Well, anyway, back to crime. Yeah, back to crime. <laughs> uh, so that's what we know on the Gabby Petito, Brian Laundry situation. And so we'll continue yeah. to update you as things happen. We yeah. do have a small update in the Jelani Day case. We just uh-huh. covered that. It just came out uh, last night. Yeah. Sadly, the um, we showed a picture of the person of interest that the police were looking for. They have found an inter- interview that person, and they are not related to the case at all. They were just out doing their job. Yeah. So, unfortunately, we're back to zero leads on Jelani Day. Yep. They put out a statement. I'll show it to you. Yeah. Yep. So. Yep. And again, his family's like, "Why the hell?" Six days, six days yeah. that we are looking for and hoping for this victim or this uh, person. And this is the first they say of this. Yeah. Yeah. If they just it's found just, him, yeah. I don't know. But Apparently, unfortunately, that was all that we have so far in Leeds on Jelani Day. The only thing we didn't share on Jelani because we didn't know about it is that uh, there is a petition. Oh, yes, there is. A change.org petition to uh, help express our concern over the way this case has been handled and ask for more involvement from uh, the FBI, law enforcement, things like that. And so I'm going to share that for you guys. You can also just find it at change.org. It's called Justice for Jelani Day. So if you're interested, you can sign that here and uh, see if that helps, you know further this case along his yeah. poor mama oh my gosh that link is going to be too big oh you know what i'm going to just pull it over and make a bitly because okay. for some reason you take these links off of facebook and they're really big yes and then uh youtube will only let you post a comment that's certain you know so long all right and so yeah so give me a second and i'll post that okay. but. so we'll get that um so you know, I, they're still asking people in uh, Peru, Illinois, to be keeping a close eye on what you've seen on your ring cameras in the last, um, you know, near the end of August. What you've, you know, if you remember seeing that car, that white 300, you know, it's a fancy car. If you remember any of those things, to definitely be reporting them to the police. Yeah. Uh, but there we go. There's the change.org p- petition for Jelani Day. We'll put that in the show description as well. Uh, yeah. So if you're coming in after the fact, you can get that. Because we certainly want to support Jelani's family as much as we can mm-hmm. in assisting with getting justice for him. Yep. There is also a public service for him coming up, I believe, on the 8th. And oh, yes. They are going to be doing a balloon release and it is open to the public to attend or at least uh, spend a moment of silence that day for Jelani. So you can keep an eye on that. Uh, and we'll post more about that on Facebook too. We'll share his mom's post so yeah. that you guys can see that in case you're interested in that as well. That's just a really hard one. So, so sad for their family. They've been through a lot here in the last month. They certainly have. They certainly have. So whatever we can do to support. Yeah. So we also have just, I don't know if it's kind of an update and just some information. Katie, do you want to share a little bit about what's going on with the DNA? Yeah. In so, the Daybell Vallow case. 
Okay, so a while ago, you might remember there were some fireworks in the courtroom because uh, the state has some DNA evidence that is consumable, meaning that when they use it, when their expert tests it, it will test all of it. So there won't be any left over for that to go to the prosecution's uh, lab should they choose to, uh, to do that to have it tested with their experts. And so they really, they kind of had to come together on how do we test this in a way that everybody uh, benefits. So Which means, by the way, that it's a really, really tiny sample. Mm-hmm. There's not much. No. So there was, there was a fight about that because basically the prosecution, the defense or the prosecution, the state was like, hey, we, we have it. We have it scheduled. We're doing it. And you know, the uh, prosecution was like, well, you can't do that without us uh, having something to do with it because that's not fair to us. And the judge agreed with them and said that they would have to work out a system so that when those consumables are tested, that they could have their own expert in the room at the same time so that they could photograph, uh, take video, whatever, you know, to be a part of the scientific process there. Yeah. Well, apparently it's never happened. So now, and this is interesting, this is, I think, a little more info than we had before. Uh, On the affidavit, it says, while the state did initially seek to consumptively test what appears to be material that could possibly contain DNA on tools found in defendant Chad Daybell's shed and fingerprints for touch DNA, on materials found wrapped around the body of the victim, J.J. Vallow. Now, before I go on with that, that is really uh, interesting, you know, because J.J. was wrapped in duct tape. And we had been saying all along, there will be DNA on the duct tape. There will be hair or fingerprints or skin. Without it, really. Or or use uh, duct tape without it. And you can't use duct tape with gloves. No. Yeah, if you're ever going to leave duct tape any or DNA anywhere, it'll be on the damn duct tape, right? So anyway, so we thought that was really fascinating. But anyhow, so what they're saying now is they're going to not do that right now. Uh, They said the defendant, Chad Daybell's wife, co-conspirator, co-defendant, Lori Vallow Daybell's case is stayed pending competency proceedings. In the event, any materials were to be consumptively tested and Lori Vallow Daybell did not have the opportunity to be heard regarding that testing, there is a risk that she could exclude that evidence from trial. Therefore, until the stay is lifted on trial or trial scheduling necessitates testing, the state will not seek to consumptively test any materials without stipulation from Lori Vallow Daybell's legal counsel. So essentially they're just saying, we're not doing it. We're just going to hold on to it and we're going to wait. Yeah. They do go on to say this point. Yeah. They do say that, uh, you know, they'll, they're happy to provide any and all lab records, reports, or documentation to the defense that is currently in their possession, but they, you know, don't have these things done. And this is why. Mm -hmm. So good. Good. Definitely good because we don't want, you know, if they've got touch DNA, mm-hmm. that's super, that is super, super important evidence because 
that tells you who wrapped up JJ's body. Mm-hmm. That is definitive, mm-hmm. you know. So we do not want that evidence to be thrown out. So I think it's wise at this mm-hmm. point that they're doing. I feel like the um, prosecution in the Dave Valo case is being very prudent. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting and they're, you know, being super careful that they don't lose the ability to lo- use any of the DNA that they have. And I really appreciate that. Yes, absolutely. Well, yeah, they, they've been careful. They haven't been hasty. They've been careful yeah. to, uh, you know, how does Chad move forward without this? You know, I mean, Chad's case isn't moving forward very fast either, you know. Well, and he but, cannot uh, go to trial without Lori at this point. Their their yeah. cases are joined. And I mean, that that was one thing that came out of court last week was he his, you know, defense can continue to prepare and, you know, file various things. But when it comes down to trial, Chad will not have a trial until Lori also has a trial unless yep. they sever these cases. And boy, I don't think they want to. No, they do not. It's going to be way too expensive. Now, next Tuesday and Wednesday are the days set aside for them to fight it out in court about moving the case. Yeah. So, Christy, I know that you have some thoughts on that. I do. I have it on pretty good authority. Mm-hmm. Um, that Ada County, which is who... We had figured they would try to move to Ada County. It's the biggest county um, by population in the state that they would want to move the case there. Well, I have it on pretty good authority that Ada County is going to say, nah. So here's the problem. Fremont County is a tiny little county. It is a little town, a couple little towns and some farm ground and like Island Park. Like it's they don't have a lot of money. And Mm -hmm. this is a multi-million dollar trial. And Ada County knows that Fremont County cannot pay them to run this trial. Mm -hmm. There's no way that they can do that. Like, they they can't afford it. And I, I don't know all the rules around this. But what I understand is that a county can be expected to pay another county to run a trial. Mm hmm and a county can say no if that can't happen. That may be overturned in um, a decision from a judge. That's possible. Mm-hmm. What I'm hearing is much more likely to happen is that a jury will be sequestered and brought in mm-hmm. for this case rather than moving it because they're going to run in. The, the problem is they're going to run into the same problem in every county. Right. I mean, a, a trial of this magnitude, this is not stuff that happens in Idaho. These um, no. these courts do not have the kind of budget to run this. We don't know no. exactly what's going to happen, who is going to end up paying. At some point, some money is going to have to be allocated to just pay for the trial. Therefore, they do not want to split them because yeah. nobody wants to pay for two of these trials let alone one. Yep. Uh, no, Chad and Lori will not be sitting together because they are represented by different attorneys. So they will be sitting with their attorneys. But <laughs> good night, um, Donna. Good night, Donna. Thanks for joining us. 
Um, but it is something really to consider. It wasn't, I, I had a, um, a source share some information with me, which I really hadn't considered the financial side of this. Yeah. I'm considering Little Fremont County and how they're going to pay. I don't know how they're going to pay. Yeah. And, and it's true that the other counties around, us, around them can't pay for this either. And moving to a bigger jury pool, it, it may not answer the question. So it's very possible that the trial will not move, but that a jury will, a sequester jury will be brought in. Yeah. Again, a very interesting concept. Mm-hmm. So yes. I imagine we're going to see all this argued in yeah. court next week. Yeah. So, and I was just pulling up the uh, the briefs for court next week to double check the times and discovered that there's also court in the morning at 10 a.m. So we'll be there here is. with that. Yeah, there's a status uh, conference. Oh, another step. And we may not get anything out of that, unfortunately. Yeah. They're kind of boring, but we'll still we stream it. Behind closed doors all the time. Mm-hmm. That's at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. That's so funny because I got up this morning and had a notification on my phone that uh from my calendar that uh, there was Daybell court today. I was like, really? And I went and looked in their docket and I didn't see anything and went, hmm, that must have been something old that got moved. Well, it's not today, it's tomorrow. Yeah, no more closed doors. I'm with you, GB. I'm sick to death of it. Tired of it. Yeah. How is this serving the public good? I just don't think it is. No, it is not. But then uh, next week, court is scheduled for 9 a.m. both days. That's 9 a.m. Mountain Time. Yeah. On the 5th and on the 6th. So we're going to stream it. (laughs) We may not be live with it the whole time. We may just be streaming and we'll come in and out. I don't know how we're going to do that exactly. But yeah, something like that to watch it. Yeah, that's that's going to be some interesting stuff. It is. It is. And I think we're going to see all of this stuff. You know, who's going to pay for this? And of course, what um, Mr. Pryor, Chad Daybell's attorney has to prove is that there is, uh, you know, undue prejudice Uh if the cases are joined. Uh I have a little trouble seeing how he could prove that because the evidence against them is the same. Right. So where's the prejudice, really? Yeah. Well, they're not arguing the arguing the joinder right oh that's right they're not arguing it's the joinder. just change of venue change of venue but it's the same thing it's undue prejudice in the community yeah which we know they've you know got all kinds of information about how much media coverage this case has had locally and mm-hmm. you know there's a bunch of stuff there yeah well but you know again, we know what uh, who's gonna the, pay for this <laughs> right the defense has been trying i mean as we know they've had two different agencies that we know of uh you know, polling the audience around here, trying to see, uh, to prove some prejudice. But mm-hmm. also, uh, you may remember that back in May, May or June, that they tried to uh, subpoena East Idaho News. Yes. And Nate Eaton at East Idaho News and Nate and, you know, East Idaho News really stood their ground and said, no, that's illegal. And then a big journalism, journalist guild uh, got involved and uh, put their lawyers on the job. And, you know, it really kind of went national. And basically the question is, can journalists be subpoenaed to testify? If they do, it uh, is very hard on their careers 
because now they're witnesses and they can't report. Right. And at any rate, uh, basically what happened is they kind of made a deal. So the prosecution withdrew that subpoena, or sorry, the defense withdrew that subpoena, and East Idaho News agreed to provide them with some demographics. Yeah. It's kind of what Which is really what it. they wanted anyway. They wanted to know, mm -hmm. and what I've heard is that they um, kind of buried them in information as far <laughs> as the demographics that they gave them, it's that it's like happening. hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of pages of stuff that, you know, the demographics of their um, viewership and, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Can you imagine Dateliner 48 hours on the stand? Of course not. No, because their absolutely. attorneys would go to town with that. But yeah. I think they thought they could bully a smaller, uh, you know, news station into doing that. But they stood their ground. They did. Which, by the way, Nate Eaton, you guys, posted the funniest thing on Facebook a couple of days ago. <laughs> yes, he did. So apparently he has little kids. And apparently his kids messed around with his phone and somehow managed to change the way when he calls people, the way his name comes up. And this has apparently been ongoing for a couple of years. And he thought is, he had. Yeah, I think it's his caller ID because you can it, yeah. change your caller ID name. Yes. And so when people call, uh, when he calls people, the way his name comes up, he said he's got it fixed, except for some Android phones that still shows up this way. But he's calling people and the caller ID says, boo boo butt. Yes. <laughs> so apparently in the last week, he has called both a sheriff and an attorney who uh, the caller ID said, boo-boo butt. He said he called the sheriff who answered the phone, boo-boo butt, who's this? <laughs> Can you believe that? So funny. <laughs> we love Nate Eaton. He's done such a great job on the Daybell Valor case, but that is so funny. So he was begging for help on Facebook. How the hell do I fix this? Because uh, it's not good. And then the attorney, so it really makes you wonder if he talked to Mark Means because the attorney asked him if he had changed that for just him and his phone because he was mad at him. <laughs> That's no, funny. apparently not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we do sometimes go on site and do psychic work for cases. Yes. Mm -hmm. On cold cases occasionally. Yeah. And, you know, things are local to us, obviously. Yeah. Well, you know, something that it has occurred to me uh, with the Gabby and Brian Landry ca laundry case. He'll be coming back to Wyoming. Mm -hmm. That if there is a, ever a trial and he's ever caught, that will be happening in our backyard. Yeah, yeah it will. So we'll be probably around. They're going to be running Thompson's into the same darn problem there in Teton County, Wyoming, is what, oh as the God. Daybells are running and as the you know Daybell Valo case is causing here. County. So yeah, we'll see. Bully. Yeah, we'll get to take you guys on a field trip of uh, Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Sure. Hey, I'll go to Jackson whenever. It's a fun Ooh, place to visit. Take these guys to the Jackson Hole, Wyoming Cemetery. Ooh, we should. Which is one of the coolest cemeteries I have and ever And to eat at the Mary Piglet to. because they had a really, the uh, Mary Piglet is a Mexican restaurant in Jackson. Mm -hmm. Famous. Um, yeah. Famous place. And we love to eat there. And apparently um, Brian and Gabby ate there and Brian behavior was really awful there um oh, yeah and, and really, really like scared scared a hostess there like really upset yeah. someone who was working there by his behavior 
Gabby left in tears. And apparently yeah. he left and then marched back in to yell at them again two more times. Yeah. Apparently like, they've spoken with the FBI time. on that. Yeah. yeah. Crazy. But, Mary, but yeah, that's a place we've eaten tons of times. We'll, we'll we take you little. there and you can see all the, the cute uh, pig um, murals on the walls. Mm -hmm. That's a really neat little place. Mm -hmm. I know. I was sick I, when I uh, saw that video. I'm like, what? That's a Mary. All oh, right. I was mad. Now I'm furious. My yeah. God, Brian. Yeah. Brood and the Mary Piglets. What the hell? Mm -hmm. Well, we'll, you know, if we get to that point with that, we, we will have some opportunities to, yeah, to head over the mountain and, um, you know, do some live streaming for you guys. Oh yeah, most definitely. Or, or some streaming that uh, we upload later because the internet there is real bad. Not great. But, yeah. But yeah. we'll, we'll definitely be able to get some stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, that is everything we've got for updates. Yeah. We will be back tomorrow. Oh, yeah. wants a field trip. We'll take you there. We will yeah. be back tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Mountain. I keep saying the time wrong, I realize. It's 8 p.m. Mountain. Right. Through the fall so that we can go be football ants. Uh, and it will be the psychic update. So that is tomorrow night. And, of course, we've got some great new cases this week. We covered yeah. Lauren Cho. We covered uh, Jelani Day. And we covered... Oh, I'm blanking. What was our MMIW? <laughs> it was, oh my gosh, you're contagious. <laughs> it was uh, Rita Jaramillo. Oh, Rita Jaramillo, right. Yes, so please check all of those out. Yeah. Do we think Dog the Bounty Hunter is close on his trail? Mm -hmm. I mean, no. I still am not so sure that he's in the uh, reserve where the FBI is looking. So I don't know. I don't know. I just don't have a very clear picture of him, to be perfectly honest. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, how's our nephew's team doing? They're actually doing quite well. They are. And he is learning to be the center and has started snapping the ball in the game and doing mm -hmm. a really good job. Oh, you guys, last week, last week he got a penalty for blocking the back and we laughed so hard because... He was so psyched. <laughs> He was really excited. Yeah, which I mean, you don't want a penalty, <laughs> but he hasn't gotten to play very much. And he's he's only a second year player playing on a freshman team. So he's catching up to kids that have played for a long time. And the fact that he like got in there and uh, he actually, well, what he did was so wild because he was the center. So he snapped the ball. He pancaked the kid in front of him, which made a lane for the quarterback to run 30 yards and that wasn't good enough for him. Then he jumped up and ran another kid down and knocked him down and got a block in the back. So uh, the ball came back, which was a little sad. Right, that means, but, I don't know. Uh, sports ball. Yeah. <laughs> I go to support Jack. I don't know football at all. It means he shouldn't have done that second thing, but he was so charged <laughs> up. He was so excited that he got to play. He also yeah. uh, made it on defense, uh, made it to the quarterback and uh, forced him to throw away the ball. So he had some yeah. good stuff and it was fun. It was super fun yeah, to see him. It's fun. So we like yeah. him to watch him. Yeah. So we'll be back tomorrow night at 8 Mountain, not 7 Mountain. Yes. Thank you And we'll all. be back at 10 in the morning for uh, yes. yet another uh, belligerent herd circus with the day. Yes. And we'll see if there's anything decent to share. Yeah. So in the meantime, thank you all so much for being here. Well, you know it. We are True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. Thanks for being here, everybody. <laughs> Take care, guys. <laughs>